Welcome to the Rental Property Hangover. It has been a minute since we've uh, done a show, Travis. I'm Joe Watkins here with my co-host, Travis Castle. And we've got an edition of the Rental Property Hangover that, I don't know, just came to us like five minutes ago. Wow. So we said, heck, let's do it. It's been at least three minutes of research. And uh, we don't need to do research, Travis. We're the experts in this business. You were interviewing me. So... uh, by the way, we are sponsored by Yes, I Rent Property Management in Atlanta, Georgia. They are your residential single-family property managers of choice in Metro Atlanta. Trusted. <laughs> Very trusted. And and look, you can find us at yesirent.com slash podcast or any of your podcast networks. So today is Google doesn't have your next deal, guys. Google doesn't have your next deal. Uh, what do we mean by that? Uh, Travis, what do you think I mean by that? <laughs> so what do we mean? What, well, I don't know. I, ha- I got to pick your remember, brain. Remember, this was, this was five minutes ago. Wow, I got to pick your so brain. So what, what does that mean? Google doesn't have your next deal. Well, I look, first off, let, let's at least acknowledge that it's possible that Google does have your next deal. It's very unlikely okay. that Google has your next deal. Yeah, okay. that's right. All right so so what, what does that mean? What, what, what that means is deal making, for the most part, happens locally. It's... And, and we all have experienced this. This is the property that just got sold that you hear about two weeks after the guy closed on it. And the reason you heard about it two weeks after they closed on it, even though you signed up for, for Zillow or for Zillow leads or for whatever, that wasn't on there because it never got published. There you go. That's what we mean by Google to have your next deal. If, it, if you can find it on Google, it's probably not a deal anymore. Everybody else can find By it. what I would define yeah. as a real estate investor myself as a deal. I mean, can you go out and find some stuff that might make sense and over long periods of time make sense? Yeah, I'm sure you can. I, I have. But I think we're all looking for the deal, the one that that we know when we bought it that we've created the value in the purchase. We, we've created value. So in my real estate investments, I want to create value in the purchase, number one. I want to add value through improvements, maybe higher rents. And then I'll let the, the appreciation and time of the market create even more equity and value. So there's three, it's a three-pronged approach, but I want to start with in the purchase. And so that's what we're discussing today. And so, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you get an actual deal, especially in a high market? When, when there's a shortage of inventory all over the place, so everything that hits the market just gets just lambasted by anybody that, that's looking for a house to live in, to rent, to, to buy, it comes down to what relationships are you building in your community? How, do, how can you as an investor get notified of a project, of a potential, of a problem property before anybody else does? How are you on the short list? And what are you doing to be on your short on the short list? And and and, and what does that mean? You know, who, who are those relationships that would put you there? Um, I, I look at my experience over the years and I say, I first have to provide value to those relationships. Why would I be on a short list if I'm not pro- providing value? You just showing up with money because you can buy a house. Uh, I mean, today's market, they're line them up. I can make a phone call to five hedge funds and they'll give you they'll give thirty thousand dollars more for the house than you will. 
So this is not about you have cash. That doesn't give you the leverage. Now, in a, in a, in a, in a really bad market, it might can. Not now. The cash didn't give you the leverage. Um, it's, it's, it's actually, people are just people at the end of the day. It's actually the relationship itself, the value you bring to them personally or in business as to why they may put you on that short list. Do you agree or disagree with that? No, I think all that's true. I, I think about it in terms of the seller. So in real estate, we've got buyers, we've got sellers. We're discussing a, a seller. And who does that seller think about when they need an expert? Now, you can't be an expert to everybody. So I don't think the answer is, well, I'm just the expert to all the sellers in my market. Well, that's not true. Each kind of pocket there is a little bit different, right? We're talking hyper-local. But we're also talking who would you know, the guy down the street reach out to, and that's likely the relationship that I'm actually looking for. I'm not necessarily looking for the relationship with the guy down the street. I'm looking for the relationship with who would he reach out or who would she reach out to. And then that individual sees me as the solution to the problem, right? So, I mean, the, the one that comes to example, we're in the real estate business. Naturally, we know lots of realtors, right? So, I mean, I think it makes sense when you're talking about selling a home, you go, man, I, I, I need to sell this home quickly. And, you know, uh, Cindy is my contact. I know Cindy is a local area expert realtor. I'm going to call her. Cindy goes over to the property. They were right to call Cindy. She is. And then Cindy sees this is a situation for a real estate investor. And now that's when I want to make sure that I have that relationship with Cindy because that's, that's who's right. going to hear about that deal. That's right. So it's the people that are in positions to bring deals need to find value in, in showing you a deal. That's right. Um, otherwise, you're doing direct marketing to the actual person with the deal, which is a whole different podcast. It's right? viable, but different. Yeah, yeah, today, different. Today is about the relationships who are already doing business that see you as value. So some examples of that are real estate agents who are out there doing business. They run across something that's just out of their, their cup of tea. It's not something that they're actually interested in really representing because it needs too much work. There's too many problems. There's title issues. There, you, you name it. It could be a laundry list of problems here that doesn't make it worth their time to, to do something with. However, they are the conduit that got called, and that person feels like they need to come up with a solution. And in fact, if they continue to come up with the solutions, they'll keep getting their phone calls. That's right. And then so I take it the next level and say, well, when I get the phone call, even if I'm not the investor who, who would buy that deal, let me figure out how I can come up with a solution to get that product moved so Cindy keeps calling me. That's right. Like, so, that, that, so that is a big piece of this, is you've got to be someone who brings solutions. Your solution might be you have cash and you're buying the house, and you'll close quick and you'll remove all objections from the process. But also might mean that you have a connection to bring, maybe this is a, an apartment complex that's really run down and it needs a couple million dollars and you have relationships that have been established where you can bring in other partners to the table to actually get that deal done. And that's why Cindy called you. And so it is, it is over time building your toolbox of, of resources to be so solving solutions in the real estate arena that gets these deals presented to you. And then I don't want to underestimate uh, or undervalue if people like you, if they just frankly like doing business with you, they go to you first. Well, I think there has to be an awareness, right? 
Uh, people have to be aware that you're open. How many times, I'm curious, ha- has it happened where a deal got done, property got sold, again, you found out about it later, and you thought, man, that, that, that guy's my friend. Right? I, I work with that guy. Or, you know, that, that, that guy and I play golf together. Why didn't he come to me? Well, I don't think it's always some personal vendetta or some, some reason they've got in their back pocket. A lot of times it's just awareness. Man, I didn't know you did that sort of thing. That's so, right. I mean, you and I have talked about it a number of times, and you know, part of our deal is we, we say property management. Well, I got behind a truck the other day that was clearly a landscaper, and he called his business property management. That's <laughs> uh, a good point. You, you yeah. know, so, I mean, do people really know that you are ready, willing, and able to help solve this type of – so awareness is a, is a part of it. Uh, it's, a huge, it's a huge part of it. In fact, I think a lot of real estate investors are somewhat aloof – in their real estate activities and what they're interested in. They're somewhat aloof around their people group. Uh, it, it, it's sort of, uh, Hey, I, I know James over there. Yeah. He, he does something. I don't know. He buys houses. They, nobody knows because there's this aloofness and, and, and notoriety around it. What, what I say is have regular conversations with people about what you're doing. Oh, Hey, Hey, let me tell you what I did over here and how I helped this guy. He had a such and such thing. I connected this. we we pull it together. I got this contractor over here, and you know that contractor, by the way. And you start connecting these dots for people. Now they really do think about you. When I as say a, as a problem solver, when I say insurance agent, does somebody immediately pop into your head? Yeah, probably three or four or five yeah. or seven or ten somebodies. But when when I say real estate investor, the reality is that's a different. You know, unless you're in this arena right every day. But if you're just you know kind of walking around town. You don't have that awareness because the real estate investor, to your point, doesn't really announce it, doesn't really talk about it. It's, hey, you know, what do you do for a living? Maybe he talks about the other business he owns. Uh, but yeah, that's the interesting point. I mean, to, to openly, by the way, it's a much easier thing to talk about than insurance. People are actually interested in the property they that are. just got flipped and what renovations you did and how that deal worked. Yeah, I mean, ha- listen, if you're playing, if you're a golfer and you play golf, you know, have have some pictures on your phone of, of some deals you've done. Hey, look, look, look at this cool house we just got through doing. If you know anybody that wants to, you know, we're about to get put on the market, be a great home for one of your, blah, blah, blah. and listen, if you got anybody else that you know that has a, a house, maybe needs some work or needs a quick cash offer, I do that kind of thing and, and I'm available and, and, and just, just casually let people know what you do. I think awareness is a big deal. Awareness is a big deal. And look for the, in terms of the realtor, what we're really talking about is look for people with influence. Look for people that other people go to for answers. Absolutely. That, that, those are your guys. Absolutely. Go, go to the people with answers and then you also be the answer for them, right? So, so your, your relationships are, are, are of key importance. Uh, hyper-local helps. If you know your market, when you have intimate knowledge of your market, then you also know where potential opportunities lay. And if you know where potential opportunities lay, you can actually now have targeted approach towards where you're you're spending your time conversating around something. I mean, if I'm if I'm if I'm gonna want to buy in, in, in the city of Locust Grove, and I know that there's some some properties around there that have some potential. Maybe I'm eating at the pizza joint in downtown Locust Grove, and I'm talking to that business owner about what I do, and and do you know this, this, that, and the other? Because all of a sudden, I'm telling you, every single time, it's oh yeah, yeah. I heard Peter was da 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 da, and 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 again, if they like you, they just start disclosing things. Right. Oh really, Peter? Wow. Um, you don't happen to have Peter's number, do you? I'd love to give <laughs> Peter a quick buzz and mention, you know, that I can take that problem off of his hands. Right. Um, it's it's it. And listen. 
I think the point of the, of, of the podcast is, is we've gone so digital in the last many years with, with real estate and a lot of our business that we, 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 we starting, we are starting to diminish the power of, of just actual relationship with people, actually meeting people out. Um, you may be the only person that has called or, or met someone around buying a property in years because everything is email and digital and, you know, auto list and auto text and all this stuff that mm-hmm. just feels so not personal. Well, I mean, I think COVID has pushed everything. Even It was going in that direction without, you know, 2020. Right. But over the last year, I think everything has been pushed to a Zoom meeting or to a phone call or to something where we're not in the room together. And the reality is now that the world's kind of opening back up, this is our opportunity in real estate and in other ventures that you want to do is to go back. You know, we were talking about this earlier. This used to be a very crowded space trying to get into the, the influencer's office to have a meeting. Like you had to wait in line. You, you didn't get through the, uh, the assistant, wouldn't let you in. Well, all of a sudden, nobody's in the waiting room anymore. Right. Everybody's trying to make a, an email or a text message to this person. And there you are. You know, ready to shake hands and do business. You're the only one in the room. That's right. It's it's, it's highlighted. It's and people need it. We're people. We're human. We need connection. We need we need interaction. Human interaction. So I think it's a big leverage play. That's really what the show's about. Is 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 get off of Google occasionally. If you're actually going to be a real real estate, you want a real deal. Google won't get it for you. Google won't get it for the you. The relationship will. I hear you. And that is. Today's section of the Rental Property Hangover, sponsored by Yes I Rent. Find us anywhere you have your podcast. Please give us, please give us some five star ratings. Like it, share. We it. get more people watching this show when you say, "I like you," and we are growing the show. The show, in fact, the grow the show. When I look at our statistics, continually outperforms the previous months, even with doing less shows per month. How about that? Right, Create, so, creating scarcity. I maybe, believe. maybe we have actual <laughs> content. Appreciate you listening to the show. Come back next time. Rental property hangover. We're done.